Forgiveness is the bridge to unspeakable joy. It begins with mindset, the crux of all we do. It's a matter of the heart. Now we should be live, but we're not. Okay, we're gonna go live. You know best. I've never done this. Oh, there cool. Means streaming. Cool. I'll <laughs> write myself a note to edit the first part. <laughs> I don't like editing. Welcome to this week's episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, energetic mindset mentor, business strategist. I am with the beautiful Janelle Tremblett, who has her own podcast, Ebb and Flow. I was Ebb a guest. Flow. Yes, Ebb and Flow, right? Oh, glow. Ebb and Glow. I'm sorry. I want to say Glow. I'm changing her name. It's Ebb and Glow because we all glow. I was a guest on her podcast a few months ago. We absolutely, I loved connecting with her. I'm like, you got to come on my podcast. I actually didn't have one at the time when we connected. So I'm like, yeah, you got to come on. I love connecting with you. She's a beautiful, beautiful person. She is based in Toronto. She's a real estate agent and the host of Ebb and Glow. Are you glowing today? She has spent years in jobs she never felt fulfilled in. And I know a lot of you out there feel the same way. You're dragging yourself to your nine to five. You're hoping to get out of it and start your own business, grow your own entrepreneurship world, and you're getting stuck. Something is keeping you stuck so that you can't leave that nine to five because you're fearful of something. A lot of it has to do with unforgiveness. So what Janelle realized was she had innate skills of connecting others and that would give them career fulfillment. A lover of freedom and simplicity, she has linked back to her aspiration of reaching early financial independence and living by the ocean. Okay, I'm jealous already because that's my dream is to live on the water. I go back and forth. Ocean, lake. I don't know. What do you guys say no lake. here in comments? No lake, just ocean. Of course, we. You're, you live near Lake Ontario as well, right? Well, I can see the lake right now in Toronto and it doesn't do it for me. It's not the same. And I, okay. I grew up on the East Coast, so I know ocean and this, it's a big body of water, but it does nothing for me. So I need ocean. The ocean waves come crashing in. I love the ocean. Uh, Melbourne Beach, Florida is one of my favorite spots. Um, beautiful, beautiful ocean. Sanibel Island, oh, so gorgeous. Gulf of Mexico, yeah, just plot me there. You know, I got I got two and a half years to decide where I want to live, ocean. But yeah, I got five minutes down the road. I'm in the opposite Lake Ontario, I'm right across the water. And yeah, I go down to Lake Ontario and I'm like, this isn't cutting it. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's not, but it's good for now. It is. It's good for now. So, you know, we're all on a, this healing journey of, of I'm going to say unforgiveness towards ourselves. And it sounds like you were stuck in this nine to five job. You were kind of like, why am I doing this? And, you know, but you're a real estate agent and you've got, you have lots of freedom, but you probably work a lot more than nine to five, especially on weekends when your clients are... Um, demanding what's going on with that purchase offer and, and this and that. So 
what was what was the career before the real estate before you got into the Evan Globe podcast and all of that? What were you doing? Yeah, so before that, I worked in marketing for corporate and also tech startups. And the biggest thing for me is I hated having to prove to someone that I deserved more money. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. I'm a very ambitious person. And if I want something, like I go get it. And that's clear all throughout my life. I've moved cities. I've lived in five provinces in Canada so far. So I have no scare. I'm not scared to pack a suitcase and leave. But I always felt it's so funny that I've done that so many times, yet I felt so stuck in that job. And I felt that there was this income ceiling on top of me. And I knew I was meant for more. Meant for more, like bigger purpose for sure. But at that time and still, it was all money. Like I just wanted more money. And for me, it's like if I have the ambition, I have the work ethic, like let's change in the role. And right now that's real estate. Awesome. We lost your audio a little bit. I'm not sure what happened. Who's got the internet? You know, it's probably me. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't like being in that that nine to five box, that corporate world where you're like, hey, look at me. I'm doing great. More money, more money. I like how you so you say that. Like it's financial freedom. So many people are afraid to ask for more money because they have, oh, money is the root of all evil. Like we can't go there. And it's it's definitely a lie. I've never felt that way. Yeah. What what are some lies that you believed? With that money equals freedom to me. Money equals choices. Money equals money. Having more money to me means I get to make the decision. It's not someone else. And that's pretty, pretty powerful. It is very powerful. And we have a lot of misconceptions. A lot of people tell us lies about things and we believe them. And if you go all the way back to childhood, that's most where they mostly come from. What kind of lies did you grow up believing when it came around money? I don't come from a family with a lot of money. I don't come from a family of higher education or anything like that. But what my family was really good at was knowing how to manage what they had. So I never, ever had a family that was in debt or anything like that. But one thing I would say about my family is that they never dreamed for more. So I even know going into university and picking what I wanted to do as a career, like the idea of being a real estate agent was never even an option. It was go the traditional path. So one concept that I have, it's that kind of stuck with me is always picking the safer path. And I think that's what landed me into the jobs at first in my, in the beginning of my career, there was, there was no risk taking ever, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's in one, your own mindset, there was no risk taking, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Risk taking risk money wise, you're better off with a safer job that paid the bills. You can have a comfortable lifestyle, but there was no one around me showing me that you could have more and want more. So I would say that was my biggest money issue growing up was that I was just never shown all of these options. It was it wasn't until I left for like university and moved away that I'm like, oh, like I, I was surrounded by people that came from a lot of wealth, and it was my first time understanding like that you could have a lot of that wealth. Yeah. Did you ever feel less of comparing yourself to them? Of course. The university I went to was predominantly private school kids where their kindergarten probably cost more than our university. And that idea of that wealth and was just beyond me. And then being surrounded by people that 
they they could party all weekend. They they just had no money worries or money stresses. Where the moment I hit university, I had to go find a job if I wanted to pay the rent, if I wanted to figure out how to pay school off, if I wanted to eat that week. There was no one sending me money from home, you know. So I very early on, I had to learn to take care of myself. If I wanted anything in life, I realized like this is on me. Like no one's handing it to me. Yeah. And what a strong, what a strong perception to have at a young age, because most college kids, they're like, well, no, if their mom and dad are handing them money, then my parents should, regardless of like what they have, and what they don't have. So for you just to say, well, no, I had to do this. I had to go out and get and work. And, and so would you, would you consider that you were out hustling or would, did you have any resentment about it? A little bit of both. Of course, you're going to have resentment when you see people just having such an easy, carefree life where it's like, you got to think if you're working for university and trying to like have money to live, that's such less time that you could be studying, you'd be networking for future jobs. So if someone comes from a family that has a lot of wealth, of course, they're going to have a little bit of a step, like step up. But what that meant was just I had to work harder. So of course, there's resentment. No one wants to work harder. Like, of course, we want it handed easy to us. But I mean, the character traits that I gained throughout that, even if there's a little resentment, I mean, are a lot, I'm a lot better off. But of course, of course, I would have rather to have it all handed to me. Would you though, really? Because what would your life look Someday. like if you had everything handed to you? I think I could how life would look, I would, I there's lessons that I would still not know that I probably learned at 19 years old. You know, so I know people my age that come from families like that. And I feel a little more wiser because I've had to go through a little bit more shit. Whereas like, if I didn't, then I'd be learning those life lessons a lot later in life. So it's kind of, it's a toss up, you know, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. You think people eventually learn them? I think some people don't learn them at all. (laughs) (laughs) There's some people that don't learn anything. This is true. There's some people who, you know, the definition of insanity is continuously doing the same thing over and over, hoping for a different result. I, I see a lot of people doing that, you know, and, you know, one of the, we, we titled this episode, the only person in your way is you. Um, and that totally resonates with me because I stood in my way. I was standing in my way when I first came onto the online coaching business world you know, I started off with the four pillars of health and the importance of sleep and nutrition and this and that. And I take my clients to it and be like, eh, this isn't my purpose. This isn't my passion. And then I, you know, moved into helping new coaches launch and doing this client attraction strategy. And I loved it, but it wasn't my passion. And now I've rebranded to SOAR, which is seeking our authentic reps for our highest potential. And it begins with getting out of your own way and realizing you were designed by God for greatness and a purpose. You have these beautiful gifts and talents, but I think a lot of us have these different blockers, you know, fear, self-sabotage, imposter syndrome, people pleasing. Do any of those resonate with you as a blocker? Lisa, I'm still in my own way. I can't tell you it's I'm done with it yet. I'm in my way currently in literally probably every aspect of my life. And I don't know if this is going to resonate with anyone because it's very particular to my industry, but I'm just finishing up my first year of real estate. So there's still a lot of fear because you're still establishing yourself, right? So every phone call I make of like to a new client, it's like, are they going to hate me? Do Are they just going to hang up the phone? Like, they don't know who I am. Like, why would they want to work with me? And it's like, you have to switch that mindset. You have to go into the call being like, why wouldn't they want to work with me? Like they're crazy, you know? So it's, 
And I flip back and forth. There's such a, a toxic imbalance where I go low and then I'm overconfident and then I'm not. And it's like, it's exhausting. So yeah, I'm still in my own way. And I don't know how to get out of it just yet, but I'm trying. Well, you have to stop trying and just do it. <laughs> well, I am. And honestly, it's, it's been working out the past few weeks where it's just like bite the bullet, just like face the fear of just getting it done. Like even back in the day when I was working um, like a nine to five for someone else, it's like, I wish I had a little less fear of like asking for more. And at the end of the day, the worst I can say is no, and you just move on. But it's easier said than that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And giving yourself grace, you know, like one of the exercises I like is just looking in the mirror and saying, yeah. And just like you said, I'm definitely, why wouldn't you want to work with me? Like you are missing out if you don't work with me, you know, when I'm on calls with my clients. Yeah. And when I'm on calls with my confidence until you feel that actual confidence. Yeah. And just keep saying it over, you know, that's where like the affirmations come into play and you know, and it's not fake it till you make it. Like a lot of people will take those affirmations and think, oh yeah, you need to take action with it as well. You need to practice. You need to get on those calls with people. And, you know, today I challenged myself to connect with people authentically through a direct message Mm -hmm. and call them out on what they're doing. And I thought when I, you know, being bold and intimidating and a little bit brassy, I was like, all right, I'm going to call them out in a nice, kind way. <laughs> but when I use those words, calling out, it's just like, it's almost like you're putting someone, was that? That's a negative connotation for sure. Even if it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. But you know, how else are you going to get out of your own way? I don't know. Janelle, what's going to make you get out of your own way? I got have hair in my mouth. I'm just going to take all this hair out of my mouth. <laughs> things that are helping me right now is just doing it. And honestly, it's so cliche, but like failing forward and kind of like just failing. And while you're going through it, it's a real estate. Sometimes it's oftentimes a quantity thing where it's like the more calls you make, the more success you're going to have. But if you're sitting back waiting for the phone to ring, good luck. Like no one's going to be calling you, but yeah, I need to do that. But then the other thing that really helps that I've seen work in my life across many areas is you need to surround yourself with people who are already doing it so that you're like, oh, it's kind of easy. It's like if you're about to jump off a diving board and you're the first one to jump off the diving board and you're scared, you're probably not going to do that. But if you if you sit back on the sidelines and keep watching people jump and jump and jump, you're like, hmm, okay, that's not actually that bad. I can do it too. You know? Yeah, that's a great visual. I like that. It's, it's almost like you have to continuously talk to your, your, you know, connect your mind and your heart together and just say, Hey, okay. All right. These are my thoughts. This is what we're going to do. And all right, let me ease into it. Let me, let me work through those fears so that I can get rid of this blocker and just do it. And because then what's it look like when you do it? So congratulations on almost a year being in the real estate world. What did you find your biggest challenge? Biggest challenge is boundaries. It's an everyday challenge because you you want to make people happy. You want to you get excited about helping them and winning a, a deal and whatnot. But it's like at the end of the day, you have to put boundaries around the amount that you're working. Or a week from now, you're not going to be good for anyone. So you got to be putting those daily boundaries around. So for me, I even though real estate a lot of times text messaging with clients, I treat text messaging like emails. So I don't answer a single thing before nine and I stop answering around 8 p.m. 
Now I'll caveat that with, if we're in the middle of an offer and there's like, I need no information, we're going through bidding. I'll be, I'll be up for sure. But if it's something that can wait till 9am the next day, it waits. And for me, it's like, I still have sanity. I still have energy for the rest of my clients because anytime I feel like my boundaries are crossed or are crossed, it, it gets bad. I'm not a good real estate agent when I feel my boundaries are crossed. So Oh yeah. It's so important to take care of yourself, especially when you're building your own empire and you know, you, you're, you're your boss. So you have to tell yourself, Hey, look at it. It's time to take me time. It's you need to take care of yourself. You need to have that time off and enjoy that beautiful ocean that you're, you know, overlooking and things like that. And just appreciating the now, the moment of now. Exactly. Yeah. So Evan Glow, tell us about your podcast. Ah, so sometimes I feel like I lead a double life. It has nothing to do with real estate, but I have that innate desire to connect with people. So coming from the marketing world, I was kind of always sick of seeing the highlight reel. I'm I'm just as bad. I only post the best photos of me and post the best experiences, but I wanted to have a little bit deeper connection. I feel like a lot of people go through a lot of crap in their life and they always feel like they're alone. They're like, I am the only person in the world who's ever went through this. And it's like, it's not true. And let me interview someone that's going through the exact same thing that you're going through or have. And let me show you that it, you're going to get through it. And that's simply it. I interview people on relationship issues, career changes, health issues, like I did with you, everything, family dramas. We all have those. So yeah, it's, it's more just allowing people to feel related to is simply the main yeah. message. Well, I love that. In real estate, you're connecting with people as well, you know, and yeah. But real estate's all small talk mostly. So I, I get my I get my cravings of deep talk for my podcast, but real estate is all small talk. So Yeah, I can get that. I used to be a real estate paralegal and um there you go. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I did not like it. I was like, okay, I had I had to get out of it and I tried to get out of it and then I got stuck in estates. And I'm like, okay, estate planning is not for me. And then I tried my hand in divorce and criminal. And it's just like, yeah, I don't think I'm supposed to be a paralegal. I got to get out of the paralegal world. (laughs) If you love it, it's meant for you. But if you don't, it'll crush you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was very, um, I went to, I was actually worked as a paralegal for the bank and that was okay. But it got to be very like, okay, if I see one more offer, if I see one more, like, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. I just can't. So I got out, I got out of it completely. Um, What's that? Hard to leave the money? Um, No, because I got a better job. So Ah, I I got a better job, more secure. Yeah, no, I always went up and never, never had to go down. And uh, I've been with my job for 30 years now. And it's all about connections. It's all about helping people and hearing their nitty gritty stories. It's like people just open right up to me and they tell me things that you shouldn't tell me. I'm like, okay. And it's kind of cool because they trust me to be able to do that. And I love that about, I can create that safe space and it moves right over fantastic with my new SOAR program where we have that safe space and we can talk and we can truly look at ourselves and say, you know what? I don't deserve to be beaten up verbally by myself. Like you get enough insults from the world and there's enough craziness going on and there's enough rules for me. I'm going to give myself grace and I'm going to be able to say, I can do this because I'm passionate. And I think we get so caught up in what 
the world tells us to do that we don't know what to do. We don't see our value. We don't see our worth. We don't see that we can walk away from this nine to five and pursue something as wonderful as real estate. And like you said, you have a paralegal that loves what she's doing. And you can tell you've probably had other real estate paralegals that were like, "Ugh, are you kidding? You don't want to do any of it extra. No, no extra. I remember I worked, I worked late one night for attorneys. They're working on a, a commercial real estate deal and I was late and I had, my son was little at the time. He was like three years old. So I missed, you know, like he was the last person to get up from daycare. That was the worst. Cause you know, you don't want your kid to be the last one getting picked up, you know, and then the schedule was off and everything. I went into work the next day. They gave me a bag of M&Ms for thanking me for staying. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? All right. Two weeks notice uh, right here. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it's like, like a lot of jobs, they they don't value you until you start putting mm-hmm. your notice in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what we do when you need to look at ourselves and look at our value and, and what it is. Like, what makes you not get out of your own way? Like, what is that blocker that's keeping you stuck that says that you don't deserve it? You don't need that, you know, to live that luxury, luxury. I can't say that word today. Luxurious lifestyle, you know, remove them, think through it, right? Just process it. So when you go ahead. I was going to say, I I know what hurt me in corporate, which I feel like a lot of, especially women aren't good at is playing the game. And I wasn't good at it, playing the politics game. So if you you want more from this job, bring them another offer and prove that someone else is going to pay you more. And oftentimes they'll match it. And it seems slimy to be doing that. It seems a little cringy, but you got to think for yourself. You got to fight for yourself at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. Have you ever refused to work with a client? <laughs> I've tried to break up with a few clients. And once I kind of <laughs> laid, laid down the law and put, put the boundaries back in place, they're like, oh, okay, okay. But I, that's the nice thing about real estate. It's like you don't have to work with someone who's treating you terribly. Yeah. Yeah, I can choose. Yeah. And those referrals are golden, right? The referrals. I love referral because I know if you're friends with this person, I like that person. It it might be okay. So I love referrals. (laughs) They go to the top of my priority list. That's awesome. So if you can give one piece of advice to someone who's struggling to leave their nine to five and pursue their passion, what would that advice be? My advice would be start either listening or talking or meeting with people who's already done it before just so you can get that proof that is possible for you too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, We're going to throw your links in there so people can check out your podcast. Maybe they can apply to see if it's a good fit. Why uh, don't you post the link to your episode that I did with you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely post that as well. We'll cross post and share. And for those who are joining us, if you want to connect with Janelle, go check out her podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, Evan Glow, amazing, incredible stories. And be sure to share this episode with anyone who's stuck in their nine to five, who's been in their own way, who's ready to soar, who's ready to make that move to work through those fears and those blockers. And be sure to post any comments or reviews. We would love to hear your thoughts, your biggest takeaway. And thank you so much for joining. And remember, it's all a matter of the heart. Thank you. That was so cool.
ambitious Christian female entrepreneurs step into your divine purpose. Invite God to be your CEO. Embrace peace beyond understanding. Feel the pulse of unspeakable joy pounding in your heart. Hit the subscribe button to hear more stories like this. Stay tuned every Friday when we really focus on forgiving yours truly, amplifying your soul's desire, mindset. It's the crux of all we do. It's a matter of the heart. Want to learn more? Hop on a call. LisaDrennan.com. Divine Timing. It's here now.